Welcome to this further installment in our conversations about China's global sharp power. I'm Glenn Tiffert, program manager for the Hoover Institution's program on China's global sharp power. And today our guest is Xiao Qiang. Uh, Xiao Chang is a research scientist and director of the Counter Power Lab at the School of Information at the University of California, Berkeley, but that really only begins to describe him. He's a well-noted human rights activist and leader of an NGO, uh, formerly Human Rights China. He won a MacArthur Award in 2001 for his work with that organization, and he's the founder of the China Digital Times, one of the most reliable and interesting bilingual news sites about China on the web. Um, Xiao has been very active in analyzing and commenting on China's uh, quest for digital authoritarianism, its uh, implementation of state censorship and other related topics. And he joins us today to talk about that. Uh, Xiao, I welcome you uh, to this program and let me turn the floor over to Larry Diamond to pose the first question. Great. Uh, Xiao, uh, one of the books that uh, had the biggest impact on me uh, when I was growing up, and I'm pretty confident you read it, uh, is the book that George Orwell published in 1980, uh, 1949 called 1984. Uh, and in it, he pre presents a vision of, uh, you know, a totalitarian world and a totalitarian uh, state that would be really omniscient and omnipresent, uh, surveilling everything and controlling everything. Uh, and I'm just wondering to what extent you think uh, China today and it, the, its digital surveillance state that you've been a trailblazing analyst of, uh, you know, is a kind of manifestation of that. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's just start say, uh, George Orwell is a, a, such an important writer and thinker uh, of his time. Uh, and his uh, uh, work influenced uh, generations of people, uh, including you, know, you and me still have the impression of what he created, the image of 1984, Big Brother, uh, uh, what kind of electronic screen and et cetera. But the society or technology uh, involves far more than one individual's imagination. So I would say George Orwell, get his dates wrong, get his technology wrong, get his country particular place wrong, um, but it gets concept, important concept, not entirely described uh, uh, today's China, uh, digital authoritarianism, but certainly describe one important aspect of it. In some uh, uh, technology and aspect, the, the, uh, uh, the, the, the big brother um, at, at, at a case, in his case, or the Ministry of Truth, um, the Minister of Peace, those concepts really help us to look into, get an insight of what the Chinese, uh, those agencies and tech are trying to do. But China, actually, the reality is more than 1984. It's a combination of the great uh, uh, the, the brave new world or the combination of many other things, the black mirror or the uh, uh, other, other things. It's, uh, but on, on a certain dark aspect of surveillance state, uh, George Orwell is on the, the, the right note to describe some of those uh, digital authoritarian uh, infrastructure in China, yes. So why don't you uh, just highlight for us briefly, what are the elements of China's digital surveillance state 
that are most ominous in terms of the eclipse of freedom? Right. So if we start from Joshua Wow, we'll say 1984, we'll say uh, the Ministry of Troops, right? There is a one government agency does nothing else but uh, uh, reconstruct history to fabricate the truth, uh, to uh, censor everything, to make sure people see and people think are under the state control. And that is the job of Chinese propaganda department, uh, uh, cyber and ministries affairs, including Ministry of uh, uh, Culture, etc., do exactly in China. That's their mandate as Judge Orwell's Ministry of Truth. In terms of actual elements, but that's infrastructure far more than what Judge Orwell can imagine. Right? Well, we're talking about the Chinese tech companies, uh, social media giants, uh, the uh, online commercial giants like Alibaba or uh, 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 yeah, search engines are all have the uh, let their access of their data uh, uh, to the state security or the uh, military security because by mandate uh, that Chinese government own and control those data uh, uh, um, under under Chinese espionage law or or, or something. So the um, those digital infrastructures already every aspect of Chinese citizens' life. Uh, in exchange, they get services, uh, uh, they get life uh, conveniences. Um, but once the data into those tech giants and tech companies, and not even mentioning to the government agencies directly, uh, the certain aspect of Chinese security agencies and propaganda agencies will have access to those data potentially, and, and, and mandated by the Chinese law, they have to put in the storage, the certain length of time, giving access to state when it's needed. Xiao, um, there's an important aspect of, of digital surveillance and China's digital authoritarianism that is global in its dimensions. This is not a purely domestic story. And I wonder if you could comment or offer some uh, thoughts about how international technologies and in particular Western multinationals are contributing, aiding, abetting, or playing a role in the construction of China's surveillance state and strategies um, that could be adopted to perhaps um, restrict or hold those, those firms accountable. And then secondly, the export of China's digital surveillance stack to other countries around the world and the impact that might have on civil society elsewhere. Sure. Well, starting from uh, uh, the general sort of digital industry and developed internet and developed in China, right? That's of course coming from the West, the most starting from Silicon Valley and spread uh, uh, internet revolution uh, around the world. And China is one of the first uh, uh, sort of movers to uh, uh, build infrastructure and, and, and the economy around it. Uh, um, but when we're talking about digital authoritarianism, then we're talking about special applications to it, right? Social media is the form in for, uh, enhance people's communication expression, which is actually bringing a great energy uh, uh, in the Chinese society. Uh, but at the same time, it becoming a surveillance and control tool uh, uh, that the censorship department and the propaganda department comes in to shape the online discourse and monitoring people's conversations. Then you have a uh, surveillance technology like a, a surveillance camera, which uh, in China has digital surveillance cameras all over the places. Uh, um, you know, every Chinese citizen have two or three uh, of those cameras by average that in the public places 
the purpose is monitoring them. And a new generative technology like uh, artificial intelligence, the, the facial recognition will uh, becoming a more and more integral part of those surveillance uh, uh, camera system. That I haven't even mentioned the uh, uh, social credit system and database of uh, uh, the uh, uh, DNA and, 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 and Chinese citizens, you know, biometrics and other technology aspect, uh, internet, uh, online public opinion analysis systems, they all aim to the goal of the uh, Chinese state. But at the beginning, the technology does come from the Western companies and the Great Firewall is another piece, uh, which is uh, sitting on the gateway to filtering uh, the, what kind of information the Chinese uh, internet user can have, what kind of website they cannot access, such as Google, YouTube, uh, uh, Facebook, and Twitter, uh, uh, et cetera. They, but uh, Cisco, for example, a, a company that at the beginning provided a, a router technologies, great uh, firewall technologies to China, but later on it became a Chinese companies sort of its own contract. Uh, um, and uh, the, you know, artificial intelligence is most of the, 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 the groundbreaking papers and the technologies coming from the Silicon Valley, uh, mostly, uh, 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 or the other part of the, the Western countries, uh, right, the Toronto University. But once it's becoming an application, the, uh, 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 the Chinese technology companies are using their advantage of can access large data uh, resources and the large pool of uh, computer engineering talents in China quickly catch up becoming a really AI uh, uh, strong country that the industry are very vibrant today in China and the state put so much investment to it. Um, so all these coming down to the one is very vibrant uh, Chinese uh, digital economy uh, uh, somewhere almost 30%, uh, 40%, 30 to 40% of the national G GDP, depends on which year you're counting on it. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's really pervasive uh, in the daily life of Chinese uh, people. But on, on, on the same time, the company, those digital companies who have access and, uh, and being able to use the data they collect in the Chinese user's daily life, have this sort of advantage to make that, making more money and profit, just like Google and, 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 and Amazon and, and Facebook, that uh, for their profit making. But in China, the state also have the incentive, uh, an agenda to get the Chinese citizen data in order to not generate profit out of them, but politically uh, control them and, 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 and managing them. And the, in China, the political agenda, economic agenda goes together, alignment. And that alignment between the Chinese tech industry and the Chinese government is so huge. That's what's causing the uh, digital authoritarian regime becoming a, a really frightened, uh, uh, frightful uh, uh, future for China. Now talking about the influence to the world. Influence to the world because Chinese tech industry produced a lot of service and, and products uh, that is really leading the world, or at least very competitive, uh, say with the Silicon Valley. And China's economy is global. Uh, China has uh, a trade relations with so many countries and so important trade partner uh, uh, from Africa to Latin America, to Europe, to you know, not even mentioning Southeast Asia and, and other places. And those Chinese digital economic 
products and services will come with Chinese economy uh, to the other countries if they can be used for uh, purpose of surveillance and purpose of monitoring the citizens' uh, online expressions. If the, those governments has agenda to do so, well, then they have a great partner with the Chinese company and Chinese government. And geopolitically, China's building this uh, kind of one belt, one road, right? The, 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 uh, uh, which is you know, uh, uh, building infrastructures and building the, the, the two in those countries and have a greater trade relation with China. But in this general geopolitical and economic agenda, there is one critical component, what I call digital silk, silk road, which is building a digital infrastructure for those countries on this general uh, bio road initiative. Digital infrastructure means uh, smart city, particularly means the uh, safe city project, which essentially is a uh, surveillance camera, um, uh, sort of surveillance data uh, build, uh, being sort of computed by what called citizen brain, which is a uh, um, sort of a, a software of artificial intelligence, big data enhanced uh, control centralized system in all these safe city, smart city uh, uh, projects. If the Chinese companies are pro providing those services to those countries, well, then that's really at the heart of those countries' political and economic life. And that's the Chinese influence is expanding right now. Thank you. And Joe, uh, can you give us some sense of um, how Chinese citizens are resisting and um, evading this attempt to construct a comprehensive surveillance state? Uh, well, there has been always a, a, a resistance against the censorship for, for, the, for the beginning of the internet uh, spreading in, in Chinese society. Right? The Chinese, uh, Chinese internet users are uh, quite creative and energetic to create a new wave of freedom expression and, and connect to each other using the new technology for uh, almost two decades. But the new generation of technology, which is big data, artificial intelligence, and even internet of things, a different uh, 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 set of technologies. Those technologies doesn't empower individual users for, for them to easily to express themselves or connect to themselves. These are technologies empower the large corporation who owns those technology. And in China's case, which is the government will have access to or can work with the, uh, the, the, the large operations to use those data to advance their political and economic uh, uh, agenda, uh, as I said before. The, uh, in the Chinese auditory users, you will see actually a lot of acceptance to those new level of uh, mobile pay, uh, 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 you know, the, the cashless uh, city, or even you know, facial recognition to many places because again, security, sense of security and convenience and the sense of technology advances and uh, economic sort of uh, 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 advances that in the Chinese society. Many Chinese users were just accepted but in the context of any decent uh, uh, dissent or criticism, uh, challenging those uh, 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 applications will be censored or marginalized in Chinese society. Social credit system is a good example. Uh, when the uh, some pilot project of social uh, credit system in the one uh, uh, county, Suxian, I think, uh, in one province in China, the local government put a lot of input 
uh, 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 standards into the social credit system of citizens, including whether you can petition to the government, and that's got a negative point. Uh, if you do uh, uh, the volunteer work for government, some uh, propaganda uh, calling, then give a positive point, et cetera. And the, at the time, the Chinese uh, press with the limited freedom criticized this pilot project is too much eroding citizens' policy, uh, privacy, and empowering the local government officials is the reason of protecting Chinese uh, citizens' uh, uh, privacy and their, their freedom. But that criticism back to seven years ago quickly disappeared uh, uh, um, on the Chinese media. And apparently there is a national ban to the public discu discussion about a social credit system. So ever since in the last few years, that pilot project continues, maybe modified, and the social credit system is still expanding in China, but the public discussion and criticism disappeared because it's go against the political agenda of the Chinese government to build the social credit system. Therefore, uh, uh, and the Chinese government control the media and the internet now effectively. Um, therefore, the, uh, you don't hear the oppositional voices or other pushback against such surveillance technology in China. You can only hear the people adopted, accepted, or even support such applications in Chinese society. And the COVID-19 cases, and the, the fact that Chinese government effectively controlled the COVID-19 spread in Chinese society by the aid, aid of those surveillance technology, um, it actually enhanced that narrative, which is, those technologies in the Chinese in Chinese societies are uh, uh, helping uh, to stabilize and to secure and, and build up Chinese economy. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, the resistance to uh, 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 this digital authoritarian regime, um, there are resistance, but it's very being suppressed in Chinese society today. Thank you, Xiao, for that cogent snapshot of China's growing regime of digital authoritarianism and digital surveillance. On behalf of the Hoover Institution's project on China's global sharp power and Larry Diamond, the chair of the project, I'd like to thank you for your time. Uh, and I welcome our audience back for further conversations about China's global sharp power. Thank you. Mm -hmm.